Hey everybody, this is Cy Amundsen, and I'm just going to go ahead and tell you where Chad Daniels is going to be doing stand-up comedy. He's going to be in Philadelphia September 27th and 28th. He's going to be in Denver October 3rd through the 5th. And guess what? On the 3rd, he's going to be downtown doing something for Conan O'Brien. Team Coco takes over the house, and then he's going to be in the south, the south location of Comedy Works, October 4th and 5th. It's true. Also, he's going to be in New York City, October 11th and 12th at Gotham Comedy Club. I hope you guys go see my friend Chad. It's going to be great. Uh, it's true, you guys. I'm going to be in Philly, Denver, and New no, York City coming no, up. No, no, no. You, you don't it. get to rehash it. Oh. You don't get to rehash it. You said your dates. Hey, Bales is back. Let's just do this fucking show, Chad. Hey, guys. Cy started a gang. Here we are, the middle of somewhere. Hey, everybody. This is Chad Daniels. Across from me is Cyagra. <laughs> I love saying this. It's Cy Amundsen. There's very few people who get more of a kick out of something than you do that. You really seem to like when I you call me Cyagra, Chad. It's amazing. <laughs> Introduce Let's everybody. Guys. Introduce the rest of the room. I'm out. Hey guys, and uh, over to my right, Hey Bale. The return! Two weeks absent. Hey, Bales was gone and now he's back. He was on the corner smoking crack. Hey. He's got he's got crack facial hair. He does have crack facial hair. I disagree. I think he has magician's assistant facial hair. He does no, have no, no. magician's not, assistant. Not, not magician's assistant. Magician's understudy. Yeah, like the magician sprained his ankle. Hey, Bales, are you ready? And he's like, let me get it combed. Like that yeah. sort of that sort of facial hair. Yep. I've I missed you a lot, Hey Bales. I, I missed I you too. And Eric, I don't. We're not. Eric's we're not, over there. He's on his goddamn phone. Oh my! It doesn't care. And we're not going to say anything negative about Eric. But I think he sucks at his job, and I don't enjoy when he's here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that doesn't seem negative. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be negative. Also, Hey Bales today completely abandons the polo game. Wearing a shirt that says Founders on it. I thought it said Fuddruckers. We did think he had a Fuddruckers shirt on, which is a way better story. Like, you got Fuddruckers merch, hey, Bales? Which would be pretty sweet. Fuddruckers, if you don't know, is a restaurant where you make your own burger. It's a build-your-own-burger joint. And it's Fuddruckers, so I don't know how many kids in America (laughs) got a spanking for saying Rudfuckers. On either on purpose or on accident, because it's possible. <laughs> Can I tell you something else that I just learned about Hay Bales really recently since yeah. the last time he was on here? Hay Bales has a significant other who's lovely, correct? I do. What's her name? Molly. And Molly does have parents, right? Yes, Molly has parents. Do she does the artwork for the Renaissance Festival. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Graphic designer for the... And right, that, that's obvious, what I meant. I always yeah. say artwork, but it's graphic design. And yeah. obviously does the artwork that is Hay Bales's facial hair for the Renaissance Festival. And uh, do you know what Molly's father does for a living? No, but the look on your face right now <laughs> is so absurd that I'm going to guess he bakes little cakes for kittens. <laughs> 
Look at the look on your face. You're so excited to tell me. <laughs> well, it's going to be, it's not going to be fun or funny. I just, I love, he does art and set design for Grey's Anatomy. Correct, Whoa. Tables? He does light. He does light. Oh, design. sorry. He yeah. does light design, light design for Grey's Anatomy. And you and I have never discussed this because I don't want you to ridicule me every moment of every day, but I am a big Grey's Anatomy <laughs> guy. I fucking love it. I am a well, huge Grey's guy. No, no, here's something that I, I'm not going to mention the name of the person, but a star of Grey's Anatomy, first uh, several seasons, is a huge supporter, loves the podcast. And, George uh, O'Malley. I, I will not tell you, but I'm just letting you know. Was it the doctor who got kicked off because he said a slur about George O'Malley? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, can I can I tell you uh, I do let, well, let me let me tell you that I I love the show and p I have a fair reason for loving the show. Uh, when I first hurt my back and I was like miserable physically and mentally, it was on during the day and I got really into it and it was like my two hours of the day I would watch it on TV where I would kind of forget about my back. So I associate it with trying to get better and being happy for a short period of time. I will have you, say. Have you told your uh, therapist that you you can forget about your back pain? I couldn't forget. It's, a, it's how escapes work. I can't actually forget about it, Chad. And you know what? Stay out of my therapist's business. Hey, I'm just uh, letting you know. Maybe that's something to think about. If you can forget about the pain, then maybe it's, you know. You are not a doctor. <laughs> hey, guys, listen. I just like doctors. So I went. You know who else isn't a doctor? Everyone on Grey's Anatomy. That's fine. I understand that. Hey, Bales, hey Bales might be able to get us on set. I'm not guaranteeing that. But I do love it. Kevin, the dog, my dog. Frank, 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 Frank. Kevin, the dog. Almost named him the runner-up name. Dr. Miranda Bailey, the dog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good one. I also bought myself some Grey's Anatomy merch, which I know is a huge bummer. Uh, and I had to do that because <laughs> last year, everybody was like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, I'd love a Grey's Anatomy sweatshirt. <laughs> I knew they weren't going to buy it for me. So I did. I bought it myself and I bought it off of Etsy. And the lady who sent it to me sent me a coffee mug, clearly thinking I was a woman. And it yeah. was just a white coffee mug. And I was like, what the hell? When she get the order wrong, she just sent me a white coffee mug. And then I was, uh, I was, I had a sore throat and I was trying to make hot lemon water. It turns out when you heat it up, the doctor that they call McSteamy appears on the side. No, <laughs> it's the best. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And I like, I don't I'm ordering drink, one of those mugs. Yeah. I don't drink. I'll send you the link. I don't drink coffee every day. I heat up a glass of water and just drink hot water. Like I'm a coffee drinker. So I can make it changed. Look at how steamy this doctor is. What if we had merch of those coffee mugs and we didn't, they, you order a coffee mug, but we don't tell you what image is going to come. So it's either you, me, hay bales or Kevin, the dog's dick. <laughs> I know we already host a podcast and it's, you know, more work than either of you or I are really on board with, but we do like it. Well, can we, can we, let's break down the fourth wall here for the listeners. <laughs> I, I show up and talk and yep. then I leave. Yes. <laughs> you guys do the rest of it. Yeah. So that's why I, we I, I'd like to be very clear to the listeners, like the, the podcast you're enjoying, I don't do anything for 
<laughs> That's why we call him Hay Bales. That's why we call Chad the Rainmaker. <laughs> Here's my pitch. Means. If you have time to do a second podcast, have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? I'm not, I'm not doing it. Just hear me out. It's a really good idea. Every week you watch an episode of Grey's Anatomy, I rewatch an episode of Grey's Anatomy and try to convince you why it's a worthwhile, good show. And we call it Size Grey's Anatomy. I hate everything about that. Right. I've, you know, I've watched Grey's Anatomy. Okay. I've, I was married for se- se- the first seven <laughs> seasons. <laughs> Can I tell you something that I hate? I don't know. You, you drive a bunch. I don't know if you've seen this and I don't know if this is for people listening around the country, if this is happening everywhere, but have you seen these, the road signs that are cleverly written about seatbelts and speed? Oh, I've seen, yeah. Like the, where they have a rhyme with click it. Dude, I was driving last week and there was a big, one of the electronic signs on a bridge and I looked up and it said, I scream, you scream, we all slow down. And I was looking at it, I was like, is that an ice cream slash London Bridge compilation safety riddle? And I was so <laughs> focused on it that I almost ran into some car. I don't want to be a guy who's consistently writing letters to the government, but what the fuck are you guys doing, man? You can't put riddles in the sky. Just say slow down. It is Nobody brutal. Needs- I, I saw a, uh, what are those big signs called? Electronic signs. No, no, no. The big ones on the side of the billboards. Billboards. I saw a billboard. It was a flip phone and there was like some sort of, you know, you know how like you bet BRB, be right back. Yeah. It was a bunch of that. And it said, don't text while driving. But I was too busy reading the billboard (laughs) trying to figure out what it said. And I almost, I almost drove into the other lane. It's insane. Yeah, it's real dumb. Jack and Jill went up the hill and crashed their Prius. I don't need any of that shit. <laughs> and you know it's some, some guy working in the government who they let be in charge of the signs that really wished he'd have gone to art school, and so this is his moment. Like, Jason, could you just put stop on there? He goes, oh, I could put stop on there. I could put slow down on there. People, he's but fucking, instead, he's, he's like, he's probably like the Rumpelstiltskin of the government building. We're like, Jason, could you make sure the sign says, please stop? He goes, and then it'll say, or you'll get pulled over by a cop. <laughs> I just, I hate it. I really hate it. You know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take the wheel here for a second. Ooh, great, great use of words. Thank you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be Jesus in this scenario and take the wheel. Chad, will you carry Underwood this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) So you know that I backed into a pillar. Very funny. Yes. One of my favorite jokes while I was in the body shop getting it fixed was somebody bet me $500 that I couldn't back into a pillar because that was my (laughs) deductible. So uh, (laughs) I got a lot of mileage out of that one. A lot of mileage. Now, how did that land? It landed pretty well the first day. And then when I got there the second day, there were half of the employees were different. So I was like, let's go for it. Yeah. Did it again. Huge reaction from the newbies. Mm -hmm. People that had heard it kind of rolled their eyes and were like, this fucking guy. (laughs) But you know what? It, uh, It landed hard the first time. So I used it again. So I have to call my insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Who is a friend of mine since the fifth grade. It's your small town is so weird. Keep going. It is weird. So I call my friend and he 
immediately helps. Progressive is on the line. Boom, boom, boom. It all gets fixed. Everything's great. Awesome. But here is the progression of our friendship. Okay. okay? So his name is Mickey. Mickey. And, yep, is that and his we, full adult man name? It, it, well, Mick. He goes by Mick now, but I call okay. him Mickey. Just any time I know someone's name from way back, yeah. it sticks. All right. So uh, he, a couple of firsts, Mickey had a couple of firsts here in Fergus Falls. Number one, he had the first perm, as <sighs> in permanent hair, and it was tight. And I don't mean like, oh shit, that's tight. I mean these <laughs> curls. <laughs> His eye, like the next day, his eyes were open more because I think it pulled. It was, and he had this shit for two years because two old? different. Uh, I want to say, oh man, I'd, I'd be guessing it's like the middle schoolish. I think oh, maybe boy. it was high school though. I can't remember, but I remember it was two school pictures worth. Oh boy. So Mickey and I played Saturday basketball together. Mickey was intense defensive guy and he had the first pair of, you know, those elastic glasses, like those got like those Kareem Abdul-Jabbar goggles. The BJ Armstrongs. Yeah. He had the first of that as well. So this now, kid, just so we're clear, this kid is running around with a face tight perm and rec specs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I do too. His next first was first male cheerleader in Fergus Falls. What a hero. That's what I'm saying. He took zero shit. I was just going to say. That's how likable this guy is. He took zero shit for being the first male cheerleader. Anywhere else you go, you get a first male cheerleader. Guess what? It's like, oh, how come you're a cheer- Did your boyfriend play? All those jokes that dumb kids do. I was going to say, if you drive through Fergus Falls with like your pants kind of hiked up, they'd be like, what is that? You trying to keep away from the vagina stream? Like, there's no way that that There, are, there are some people go. like that here. Yeah. But it was uh, it just so likable it didn't happen. Now I'd like to get into the college years, and this is where it gets interesting. Okay. I ended up, Mickey bought a house at like, I don't know, 18 years old. Okay. Just bought a house. We were going to the community college in Fergus. I moved in with him. Okay. Not a great roommate, right? You. I, I was not a great roommate. I, I lived in that. the basement. I worked drywall. I had to be there at like five in the morning. So sometimes my boss would call when I was still sleeping <laughs> and Mickey would come wake me up. And then he would say, Hey, I just, I told him that you just left the house. So this is like the kind of guy he is. The kind yeah. of guy I am. So he was, a, he was like basically stepping into the role that your father left. Well, no, no, no. He, my mother left because I was my dad in that situation. God. Being, la- being late for work, asking someone to tell him I just left. Because I can't tell you as a child how many times I had to tell someone on the phone, no, he's in Purim doing some sort of liquor display. <laughs> And then he was like dry heaving in the bathroom. <laughs> this is the kind of, so that's the kind of roommate Mickey is. Here's the kind of roommate I am. Yeah. I bought a Dalmatian <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't tell him. <laughs> I didn't tell him I was getting a Dalmatian to move into the house that he owned. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isn't that insane? I just saw a Dalmatian and was like, I'm going to get that. How long do they live? Oh, they 20 years. Okay. Yeah, great. And you were what, 18 at this point? I was, yeah, 18 years old. It's a bummer how similar you and I are. When I was 18 years old, I didn't tell anyone in our family and I adopted a pit bull. Wow. And named him Knowledge. <laughs> oh my God. How many gold chains did you have on at the time? I was the worst 18 year old in the world. We got him home and I stayed in, uh, I was, so my parents were still running the resort. So there's this little cabin. It was me, my friend and my brother, Greg. And the cabin had like three little rooms in it. And one person would have to sleep in the living room on the couch. The other two would sleep in the middle room. Right. Okay. And Knowledge, the pit bull, <laughs> not a great dog i hope you spelled it with two n's just right up front no 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 like no. A, was a couple we it was a couple g's at the end and so he was like as the night wore on on night one he it became very clear he's like i'm not psyched to be here and he slowly went from sitting in the living room to sitting underneath the table and just kind of eyeing everybody and I was like, oh, this is probably not a great idea. So my friend and I were like, we're going to bed. And we went in the other room and locked the door and made Greg spend the night with knowledge. Oh, wow. <laughs> and to this day, it's Greg's most valid complaint in the history of our relationship. He said he couldn't sleep at all. It's just all night. It was him and a pit bull awake, just looking at each other. That's intense. That's an intense scene. Why did you get the dog? Cause I really wanted a dog. And then we went to the, for no other reason. I love dogs. And then I realized when you buy a pit bull from the rescue, it's probably not in great shape. Well, there's a reason it's in the rescue joint in the first place. Yeah. Now I got this Dalmatian from a <laughs> puppy farm. Okay. Or like, like they bred Dalmatians. Yep. And so it had papers and everything. Cool. And I, and I got this thing because I had realized that I've never been a guy that could just walk into a room and get the attention of women. <laughs> However, I also know because I had good looking friends growing up that once the women came over and talked, I could keep their attention. So I think I've told you this before, but this is one of my favorite things for about three years of growing up. I had very good looking friends. They'd get the girls over. I would entertain them and then they would leave with the girls. <laughs> Super sweet system. That's why everybody hey Bill is called Chad Lube Boy. Yeah, the the I was the fluffer. So I, there's probably people and I've had this argument with people so just just so you know I know it is horribly douchey to buy a dog. <laughs> So women will talk to you. I completely understand that. But you know what's douchier? Falling for it. <laughs> if you're a woman that has sex with a man because of his dog, you lose. You're the biggest loser. Guy is the second biggest loser. Because it was still, and it's not like a weird, I didn't train the Dalmatian to hold the girl down or anything. I mean, it was like all consensual. Just let, I will be very clear about all of this. I wasn't like, Snaps, get the rope. That was the dog's name, Snaps. 
Good dog name. Yeah, it was because uh, I snapped my fingers and was the only one that ran over to me. So this this dog ends up digging huge holes in Mick's yard. And then also I had to be gone for drywall. So I was gone like 12 hours a day and it would just <laughs> shit in the basement and make the whole house smell. <laughs> All of that being said, yeah, I call this guy and I go, I backed into a pillar and he goes, no problem. I'd be happy to help. I mean, that is the, that is the character of man I deal with in my friendship circle. Isn't that crazy? That's, it's, it's very, do you ever sit back and go like, oh, I don't deserve the people that are around me. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I I called him and it just kind of, sometimes I expect him to go snaps motherfucker and hang up the phone. (laughs) How long did you have snaps? Probably for about three days. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. Probably for, I mean, months, not a whole year. So that's, I mean, that outdoes knowledge by a long ways. Snaps, snaps outlived knowledge. Well, not outlived. I mean, knowledge is probably dead at this point. And so is snaps. I don't want to bum anybody out, but this was a long time ago. Yeah. So I think that, uh, but snaps ended up because had papers, a lot of people were interested and then it did, you know how people go like, my dog went to the farm. Yeah. This dog actually did go to a farm. Went and actually lived on a real farm. Correct. That's awesome. Not pretend heaven. Um, I had a moment recently where like I had to think about who I was as a young person, not like okay. I didn't, you know, I wasn't involved in snaps, but I had, uh, cause my parents are, they bought a retirement home, right? Oh. So yes, they did. And, uh, so they sold the house that we grew up in the house and that I've stayed in the house that you've stayed in. Yep. That is oh, that no, house. I wish no I would have known they were selling it. Yep. You would, uh, I feel like you would have acted the exact same. I would have come down in one, one more big party. <laughs> Not invited. <laughs> so my mom had, she's getting rid of all these things and I start seeing all the things that she kept and they were, it's a pretty weird collection of stuff uh, where she'd like, anytime we're up at her house this summer, she'd be like, do you want to keep this Jamiroquai CD? No. <laughs> Why did you keep the Jamiroquai CD? Uh, and she, it took me several years to realize he sounds just like Stevie wonder. I'm fine. (laughs) Every single thing she kept was connected to a not ideal memory. Here are the top couple. So she pulled out a pair of jeans. Now these are jeans from when I was like 12 or 13 years old. Why anyone would keep jeans that long, but these jeans, and there's no way she could have known this are connected to a very specific memory, but they, do you remember Jinko's? Yeah. For those of you who don't remember Jinkos, uh, which by the way, Jinkos is a terrible gene name. It sounds like a racial slur. Also, I'd like to say for those, the Jinkos that, out. for those of you that don't remember this, well done. Yeah, good for well you. Well done on living your life. Did you own Jinkos? No. So I, so I didn't own Jinkos either, but there were two types of Jinkos. The two popular were the, I, the insane clown posse Jinkos that are basically a full-on dress that you can't even really tell are two different pant legs, right? The right, baggiest, you could get three different people in one leg. Yes, yeah. the baggiest pants you've ever seen in your life. And then Jinko also, I believe, and I could be wrong about this, but I feel like they innovated the jeans skunk stripe. Do you remember the skunk stripe pants where the jeans sure. on the side of the seam would have like a pattern down it, right? Yeah. So 
all my friends had the had the pattern striped jeans and I wanted a pair real bad and no shit the pair that I got that my grandma bought for me were Wu-Tang Clan brand wow and so the stripe just had the Wu-Tang W all the way down it and like they all made fun of me for that now I look back and I'm like those are the fucking coolest jeans that anybody owned Wu-Tang jeans that's true uh, but I was, I, I got to throw, I got to throw this in my mom. So single mom working three jobs. Yeah. We couldn't afford the big name brand pants. So we got cheap pants and then we sent them to my aunt who cut them and put in custom made patterns oh. striped on the thing. And so I had like a, I had a couple of those where it was like skull and crossbones Ooh. Now keep in mind. It's very dirt bikey of you. Keep in mind, I'm same guy that bought a Dalmatian to get laid. <laughs> Probably makes sense once you look at it that way. We never got the reason my grandma bought those jeans is because we my mom garage sale. Everything garage sale. Yeah. Like you remember Gerbos and Z Cavaricis? Yeah. So my mom bought me a pair of Z Cavaricis on a garage sale. Every time she'd leave, I'd be like, come on, some Gerbos or Z Cavaricis. <laughs> she finally got me some Z Cavaricis, and I was so psyched, and I wore them to the first day of school, and I walked into school, and one of my friends was like, hey, where'd you get those women's Z Cavaricis? <laughs> I guess you could tell by where the logo was at that they were women's jeans. I was like, oh, cool. Just give them the old out of your mom's closet after I fucked her. <laughs> I was, that was a go-to. I was very much bullied through junior high school. And, uh, in a way, not where I was the loner who everybody picked on. I had a big friend group, but my entire friend group picked on me. Not ideal. You Uh, know, in the movies, how there's like a bully and then behind him are all his minions. Yeah. That would have been me picking on you. I know. Yeah, I know. We would have no had doubt a, about it. Our relationship as high school students would have been very different than it is right now. I'm glad we met as adults. I am too. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> the reason those jeans are not connected to a great memory is I, after lunch one day, was wearing them. And I went into the bathroom to pee, and they mm. were very baggy. And I didn't realize that down near the knee the bagginess was leaning against the back of the urinal stall. The back so, of it. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not really. I mean, the jeans were pretty baggy. Sure, it, was, right. it was, it was close. But then when I hit the flusher, as I went to walk away, it splashed water all over my knee. Uh-huh. So I'm in eighth grade. I don't realize it splashed all over my knee because they're baggy. It's not even hardly touching my skin. I walk out of the bathroom and the entire, like lunch just got out. Everybody's, so everybody's in the locker area. Mm-hmm. And a kid goes, hey, Cy, did you piss your pants? And everybody looks. And I just have this giant wet stain. And I was ridiculed and like just people went to work on me for like a month. That's ridiculous. Like, Thank you. I know where you're going. Do it. Tell me, tell me why it's ridiculous. Because... Your How would dick I hangs down to your that? knee? Yes. What yeah. do I have like a, a fucking funnel and a tube connected? Did I pull my dick out, aim it at my knee and piss on it? What nonsense. But honestly, eighth graders don't reason like that. You should have been like, I guess next time I'll wrap it around my left leg. <laughs> 
And my parents wouldn't do anything about it. I went and I called the office. I don't have parents like that where I was like, hey, I got water on my pants and everybody's making jokes like I pissed my pants. Would you bring me new pants? And they're like, no, we have jobs. And then they just like hung up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fucking wait for it to dry. Uh, also, another side note, we had a fight club when oh. I was in junior high. All the boys after lunch generally, like if there was a little time left in lunch, they would crowd into the bathroom. There'd be three fights every single day. Uh, and they were always evenly matched. It was the three fights. Everybody fought like once a week, maybe. Except me, who they made fight every single day. It was always a small guy versus a small guy and a fat guy versus a fat guy and then some monster versus me. And I would just get the <laughs> shit beaten. I remember this kid, Eduardo Trigo, who is a, a nice guy, but as a kid, he's a fucking big dude. And he had a finishing move called the Ed Bomb, which he did execute on me. I lost a lot of fights. Uh, what is it? Well, how are you? I hate when you do this. Okay. I hate when you, you tell us a story and then the big reveal, you walk right by it. What's well, the not, Ed bomb? I, so I wasn't, it was, it was just an aside to, I'm trying to get to the next part of the story, but the Ed bomb was, uh, after Eduardo Trigo beats the living shit out of you and you fall to the ground, he climbs on some sort of structure in the bathroom. Like it's a turnbuckle yeah. and jumps onto you. <laughs> yes. he Ed bombs your shit. Side note. Had to fight Eduardo Trigo a couple times. Fought him once on a golf course, and he ad bombed me. Broke my wrist. Yeah, went well, home. My bomb. parents. That's 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 what happens when you get ad bombed. Went home. My parents were sitting at the campfire. I was like, I think my wrist is broken. They're like, We're at the campfire. Why don't you go inside and see if it calms down? <laughs> so we did not go to the doctor until the next day because nobody took me seriously. Uh, the final thing. Uh, the final thing in this list, and here's where it becomes a lot. My mom gave me a notebook and I was like, why and how do you have that? So when I was in, when I was coming into ninth grade, I was trying to rebrand myself, right? Things have not oh gone well God. for Sai. <laughs> You're the biggest dork. <laughs> I need, I'm tired of being picked on. I need to do something to get people on my side. Is it switch and, schools? How are you going to rebrand yourself? <laughs> do, do you know how far, do you know how far the nearest school? I mean, you grew up, we grew up, there's not other schools around. You got to go 30 miles to go to a new school. And so I'm, I'm like, I got to get out of this piss reputation thing. And so in ninth grade, there started being gangs in our school. Right. Ooh, like and real I ones thought, or yeah, like real. guys that name dogs knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so they were real gangs. They thought they were real gangs. Mm -hmm. And I thought that as a ninth grader was the funniest thing I had ever heard in my entire life. Uh -huh. And so I spent most of ninth grade making fun of the gangs. And then I realized, wait, here's my chance to rebrand myself. Oh and my so <laughs> I, <laughs> I started <laughs> my own gang. Purely for satire's purposes. And all the gangs were like, they had, they had way too long in names, like the Southeast, you know, like it's too, it's, it wasn't Bloods and Crips. You can't have five, six, seven syllables in a gang name. Just pick a name and have it be short. Yep. So I, to make fun of that, started a gang called the WSSD. And because all these gangs had like handshakes and like calls and like, you know, all this symbolism is it, shit. Is it what should Steven do? 
<laughs> Is that the gang you and your sister started? <laughs> he should come back. We miss him. It stood for... How long does it take to get cigarettes? <laughs> it stood for, uh, we say, sup, dude. No, no way. How did your dad not leave you? Because <laughs> with everybody in the hallway doing their like gang shit as they passed each other, our gang shit was going to be, sup, dude. Like, and I thought it was so funny. I was like... I was like pure satire on all these other gangs and it hooked. All my friends were like, this is fucking hilarious. We're all in the WSSD. Kids start writing it on papers and chalkboards and shit. WSSD is taking the school by storm. <laughs> I get called into the principal's office. Now there was, I never had an issue. There was, there was an assistant principal or a vice principal and a principal. The vice principal to this day, I have the utmost respect for. Her name was Betty McAllister awesome lady, awesome principal. Cause I always, you know, kids hate teachers, but my parents were teachers. So I always understood all these teachers are probably cool. And can you imagine being around these fucking losers, these kids, right? right. I got that at an early age. Now, Mrs. McGuire, who was the head, the principal, the worst, just the absolute worst. And she brings me in and she sits me down and she goes, we need to talk. And I was like, you want to talk to the leader? You got him. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, finally, some recognition. Oh, my God. And she goes. the biggest loser in the world. (laughs) She goes, why did you start a hate group? And I said, it's not a hate group. It's a gang. And we're being funny. Do you not get the joke here? She goes, and what she thought was happening, she thought that I started she thought that it stood for white supremacist superpower dudes. Wow. She, which, first of all, who's adding dudes to all those other words? I mean, you did. What's up, dude? <laughs> but not. I mean, she, that was the only word she got right. Why are you mad at her? It was literally the only thing she was close on. So she and I, she and I got in a disagreement about it. And, and, and I basically, as a kid, I was smart enough to be like, prove it. You can't prove that I started a white supremacy group. And I I got to go back to class and then I got home that day and my grandma lived with us, right? She lived with my family until she died at like 103 years old. The most incredible person I've ever known. What are you guys, Hispanic? Yes. (laughs) Part of my family is Hispanic, Chad. And you know that. He's always, always with these, Chad's a big macro aggression guy. That's not really fair. You can't (laughs) adopt a group into your whole family just because you have cheap and people thought you were, oh, is that, did your, did your parents have, is it court ordered because they thought their other kids were white supremacists? (laughs) (laughs) So I, I get home from school and my grandma, like her, her wall to where she, the little area where she lived, shared a wall with our kitchen. So, and she was very invested in us and wanted to be a part of raising us, but she could never admit that it was eavesdropping that gave her her information. So like I'd get in trouble for smoking a cigarette and I'd go in and she'd be like, I was reading in the Reader's Digest about cigarettes. She'd have to fake it, right? (laughs) So I get home and I walk into her place and she is like crying. Like 
like full on crying. And I'm like, grandma, what's going on? And she's like, she can hardly get it out. She goes, the, the message, the message. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> and so I leave and I go downstairs and there is a voice message on our family's message machine. Mm-hmm. And I click it and it just goes, yeah, hi, this is for Bruce and Joanne Amundsen. This is Pat McGuire, principal at the Worthington Junior High School. We have reason to believe that your son has started a white supremacy group in the school. Wow. If you could give me a call back, I'd like to discuss that. And this is back when, so my grandma was just probably sitting in her house and just heard it blare <laughs> out into the air. Holy crap. Plus, Pat McGuire, I'm surprised she was sober enough to leave a message. Sick Irish burn. Sick burn on Irish people. Now, here's where, here's where the rebranding takes an extra negative turn. Okay. Because. So, I, white supremacy is not, we haven't gotten to the negative turn yet? I, no, it's, that's negative, but I uh, clearly, we had a guy in the gang named Depesh Patel. Like, what sort of... <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What oh sort of what sort of white God. supremacy group is like, yeah, let the passion. No. Probably ones that are starting to throw you off the track. That's true. That would have been... That would have been a... Uh, I mean, a John good. Gotti told people he was a plumber. That's fair. So, I... I now have a pretty big grudge against old Patty McGuire. And yep. so as a young creative, how am I going to channel my frustrations? So I oh, start uh, writing. Just hold on. <laughs> hey, Bales, did he just call himself a young creative? <laughs> what in the fuck is going on right now? Even at that age, I knew I have a creative spark to my soul. Uh, but you couldn't come up with, I'll wrap my dick around my left leg next time? Uh, that's more your avenue. All right. That's your arena. Go ahead. So I decide the way to channel my frustration and anger is through writing uh, fan fiction. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I can't be part of your childhood. (laughs) So I start writing short stories that are all part of a series that I call battle of the beasts. And the premise behind Battle of the Beasts is Mrs. McGuire has found a way to multiply herself. And now there are warring McGuires within the school trying to take over the school. I'm going to make a prediction, but I'm not going to do it yet because I want to hear your story. And then I want to do it after I'll tell you what it was. Okay. So it's, it's a lot like the Avengers, but with a husky principle that I don't care for. Sure. Right. And so uh, I'm writing all these stories and it's still going great because all my friends think they're funny. I think I'm killing it. This is, this is still the new sigh is working. And then uh, I'm walking down the hall and I'm like, where's my Battle of the Beast notebook? Mm-hmm. And I run back to math class and I walk into math class and there is a teacher, Mrs. Schmidt, holding the notebook. And if I were not the dumbest motherfucker on earth, I would have gone Hey, all right, see ya. I just forgot my pencil. I saw her and I went, that's my notebook. Like, because I didn't have my name in it. I didn't have, there was no WSSD signage in it. It wasn't connected to me. They couldn't, they couldn't prove that this was my notebook. But I went, that's my notebook. I love that they'd be able to link you to a notebook (laughs) through the gang that you started. Who are you? (laughs) Who are you? This is going to have such a negative end. So... I, she turns it into the principal. And so 
she turns it into the principal. I'm clearly about to get suspended here, right? I am in a lot of trouble. And it's a, it's a story about the principal killing like other beasts and getting killed. And then on that same day, one of the kids in WSSD wrote a list. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even take you seriously. I'm not telling you like it's serious. I'm just telling you what my life was. One of the kids writes a list of all of what he believes are the enemies of WSSD. Teachers, students, and he tapes it up in the commons area. No shit. The next day, Columbine. Oh. Yeah. And that's where the rebranding went bad. (laughs) Yeah. I went from like this dumbass dipshit that the principal hated to like, I think they had meetings about me. Like we need to watch this kid at all times. And I'm not sitting here making light about Columbine at all or school shootings or anything. I'm just telling you the real thing that happened. I started a gang. I wrote fan fiction and then whammo. Was that your prediction? No, my prediction (laughs) is that Patty McGuire was finally foiled by an Ed bomb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that like that you I mean were, I think I think you I'm were fighting get that notebook back and write a new end to one of the stories. <laughs> you were fighting her for a long time and then all of a sudden from behind Ed Bomb. Ed Bomb. <laughs> I love that shit. We're talking about high school and like what we did and rebranding and it, it's how difficult it is and all that shit. And now I have I have a son in college and I have a daughter in high school that is yeah. going through the same stuff. And I don't, I don't know that she'd use the phrase rebranding or anything like that. <laughs> I really I had know, a tough time. I didn't like it. I do know she snuck out of her mother's house at 1.30 a.m. Oh, what a, oh man. Was pulled I over, love it. Was pulled over by the police. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yep, it's starting. What a hero. Can I ask a bunch of questions? I hope you do. One, so it was 1.30 in the morning. Was this a week weekend? It's a weekend. What's her normal curfew? I mean, she's normally in the house by 10. What? Okay. What uh, was her methodology of sneaking out? I don't know. This was at her mom's house. Okay. So, so you haven't been given a ton of information. Well, I don't know how she did it. I mean, I know okay. that in my house, there's like a... There's trip wires and shit, so I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> There's definite ways that I, I just know. What did they get pulled over for? Because it was curved. So in Fergus, there's a, there's like a road that makes a, a, a right triangle, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, you can go, you're, you're driving straight and then you can veer off to the right and that would be like the hypotenuse of the triangle. Okay. Or you can go straight, which would be one. What are you laughing at, Hay Bales? He's just, there's no way he followed the moment you said hypotenuse. I think think he's he's way smarter than both of us. I understand that he is, but given that cackle in his facial hair, that when he heard hypotenuse as a youngster, he was like, fuck this. Someday my girlfriend's doing Renfest art. I don't need to know this shit. (laughs) He's just like, hypotenuses eat the most people in Africa per year. (laughs) I'm marrying into that Grey's Anatomy money. I don't need any of this hypotenuse <laughs> shit. I think that when I said hypotenuse, he laughed because he was like, a guy that needed a Dalmatian to have girls talk to him knows what a hypotenuse is. <laughs> but anyways, or you can go straight. 
But then when you go straight, rarely is there a, is there a reason to take a right because it would, you'd end up where you would have been had you taken the hypotenuse turn, right? Gotcha. So they ended up doing that. A cop saw it. It was late. They're young because there is a town curfew. I don't even know when it is because Olivia's always home by then. But yeah. So they got pulled over and then they were asked for their parents' numbers. Oh, no, that's never a good feeling. So Olivia calls me the next morning and she's like, Dad, I need to tell you something. Here's the deal. And she gave me every detail. She walked me through this in real time. Where it was like, here's what's happening. This boy and this girl, they were like, they're kind of seeing each other, but they're also seeing other people. And it was like, they're my friends. And so I just like, and I was like, okay, why do I need to know any of this? And she goes, dad, please listen. And she gives me the whole thing. She's like, and then I was like, I just want to make sure like, no, they're not kissing because then that would be cheating. And like, I don't want to be friends with people that are cheating. And then, and I was like, what's happening? What's going on? I goes, one of them dead or pregnant? And she goes, finally tells me. And she goes, so I like, I, I snuck out of mom's house. She's like, kind of crying. And I just like, I got in the car with my boyfriend and then the his friend. And, and then all of a sudden we were going to talk about it. And then they said we were going to the girl's house. And I was like, I'm not going out there right now. I don't have time for this. And that's when they turned right. And that's when we got pulled over. And uh, I was like, okay. And she goes, so what happens? And I go, I don't have any, what do you mean? Like I go, I'll give you, I'll give you one sneak out. Everybody gets one sneak out. But if it, if it happens again, I'm going to bring the fucking, the house down. Yeah. Right. You're losing your phone for a long time. There's going to be, you know, any, any visits, any hanging out is going to take place in the house with me, like yeah, right like there next to you, just to make it super uncomfortable. And he actually, uh, her boyfriend came over last night and we had dinner and talked and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then I did bring it up. We were just all having a great time. I wasn't questioning him too much, nothing. And then finally, I can't remember what got brought up, but I go, uh, I think he said something like, well, I'll never do that again. And I go, what are you talking about? Having my daughter sneak out at one thirty in the morning? <laughs> I pulled that move. <laughs> then I started juggling knives. I'm just kidding. I didn't. But that would have been a sick move. Uh, but I've never been the dad that's like, I'm going to polish a gun while I talk to you. Yeah. That doesn't make any loser. sense. Well, because I'll straight up. Listen, hey, listen to the podcast. I know where to put a body. That's exactly right. But side note. If she sneaks out again, do you think it's time to rebrand? <laughs> oh my God. And she goes, uh, she goes, dad, you, you didn't punish me, but you still seem mad. Oh, that's called and parenting. I, and I was like, you gave someone my phone number. Do you know how much <laughs> I hate that shit? <laughs> I've had to change my number three times in my adult life for randos getting my number and I can't <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> I'm going to give you a gift to end this show to bounce okay. off of that. Uh, I got pulled over when I was 15, which isn't old enough to drive, but we have our street where we grew up. Like for whatever reason, the way the city set it up is the last little block was mm-hmm. not a public road. It was considered a private road there that four people lived on. It wasn't like a fancy neighborhood or anything. It was just for some reason, this is how it was like, they wanted houses to be here. And the first person who built in the neighborhood built the road. 
right? Okay. So we had to like plow an entire road as opposed to just a driveway. But that also meant that I could drive up and down that road when I was 15. Sure. Without any repercussions. So I could learn how to drive. So I would drive my grandma's car like down this little road, turn around in this little turnaround and come back practicing my driving. And that would, that had been approved. And when I realized how little attention anyone was paying, I was like, well, I'll just drive further. And so my big thing is a 15 year old hop in the car, drive around our neighborhood, listen to my Mambo number five tape. I was a big Mambo number five guy. (laughs) A little bit of Jessica in my life. (laughs) I got pulled over and I was so nervous that I like couldn't even get the radio turned down. So some cop saw a kid came up to his window. Yeah. And just mambo. You just heard the whole song had to take me back to my grandmother's house or to my parents' house and, uh, and turn me in basically. Oh, why, uh, why do you think you needed to keep pushing the boundaries? What do you mean? Well, you mean you said like, uh, I was allowed to drive on the small road and then I kept, I needed to drive further. Yeah. It seems like a very, something that was part of the WSSD would do. Part of my rebranding was danger. (laughs) You're the worst. Just tell me you love me. Just say it. (laughs) No. Say it. Say it. Honestly, Cy, this, this has all been really great and revealing and I love you. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.